Hello and welcome to Dream It, Dare It, Do It, Live the Life You Want. I am Jasmine, the French-Canadian host for this podcast. And uh, why, why am I saying that? Just because I heard I have an accent. You know, I'm just saying. I was told I had an accent and I was told by my guest today, Jesse. Hi, Jesse. Hi, good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for accepting. Guys, yeah. believe it or not, my, like my, my listeners know, believe it or not, I just met Jesse. <laughs> we literally just met about, you know, 30 some minutes ago. And uh, yeah, we basically just yap away. So I'm guessing you guys are going to have a lot to listen to. And I've got Bote that wants to come also. She's like, I want to come. Okay, so are you happy, baby? Jeez. Okay. So that being said, I love the website URL for this person. It is What Moves You with Jesse. Yes. So just for the purpose of my listeners who don't know you, like, you know, like me, I've known you for a whole 30 minutes. Why don't you share what you do? Yes. So I share um, the inside out understanding of the three principles. I am a transformational coach and uh, I help people one-on-one. I work with businesses and companies as well and have my own podcast in sharing this understanding so people experience more freedom from their internal thoughts and freedom from their circumstances, which is something that I so desperately needed for most of my life until I, until I saw something new and fresh that brought me to this understanding. Um, you know, I've lived in an anxious body for 30 years and thought it was my baseline and, uh, didn't think, you know, anytime I would have a different experience of peace or contentment or, pure happiness and presence. Uh, I thought it was a fluke and I, you know, I'd always kind of return back to this feeling of anxious. So I thought that was going to be my, my work to manage my entire life. So um, it was kind of an amazing thing when in the midst of a depression, I had an insight that made all of it melt away. And in the pursuit of, of kind of being a student of what I had just seen, Uh, I realized that those flukes of peace of mind and contentment and presence were actually what was always waiting for me. And I was the one that was constantly working myself up into a whole anxious feeling all the time previously in my life. So it really helped me to learn kind of where to go to actually feel helped inside of myself instead of making it worse and then trying to find different different, um, you know, ways of helping myself on the outside. So that's a little bit about me. (laughs) So we talked off camera before. So this is what I feel like um, I want us to, to, to discuss. And I'm hoping that, you know, somebody who's listening will, will hear something in that. But, um, you know, my podcast is live the life you want. Right. And I, we we reach each other in in the fact that you were working and you at one point had the thought, <laughs> the insight. It is an insight. 
you know, where you're like, am I going to be doing this for the rest of my life? Yes. Like for me, it was like I was driving to work and, and, you know, I would, I was, you know, we spend most of our time at work. Right. And I was driving to work and I would wake up pissed off and I would drive to work pissed off. And then I'd get at work and I'd be pissed off all day. And I was like, are you telling me I'm going to be pissed off all day, all the time, forever? Like, I can't believe I'm like, I've been put on this earth to do this. Like, come on, you know? And so I quit. <laughs> I wasn't as bright as you. I actually quit. <laughs> I didn't have a backup job. I just like, I got to get the hell out of here. Yeah. So for you, it was kind of that wake up too, right? Absolutely. And by the way, I wouldn't say it was a bright move on my part. I think that as pure wisdom in you that, you know, and I'm sure in hindsight, you'd agree yeah. that you needed to just move on. Yeah. I was in a place where I had made a really pivotal shift to go from a career as a professional dancer that I had been going for since I was a tiny kid. And I was, I had been doing that for a decade and I had made the pivot into um, the world of agenting and a being an agent for dancers. And it felt like the natural shift. And I was very excited about it because of the, as I shared with you a little bit before, you know, all of our conditioned ideas around how safety and security comes from a consistent job. And that's how you get you know, you start the, you know, you create those building blocks to your life that create safety and security for the rest of your life. So I was so thrilled to, to have a job that I was, that I was absolutely planning on just growing in and then retiring from, you know, I had just kind of fallen for that idea, hook, line and sinker. You know, it's so, it's so funny as you're talking, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, yeah, we, we, we look for the job that's going to keep us safe. We never look for the job that's going to keep us happy. Yes. Or at peace. Yes. Like I never, like I never seen it. I just, and it's so funny because really that's what happened, right? It's kind of like woke up and I said, okay, I'm miserable. I, I don't want to be that all my life. Right. Yes. And, but I didn't know that what I was looking for was, I don't even think it was happy. I think it's more like at peace. Yeah. Just having no anger every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's, and I see it over and over as I'm sure you do too, in your work where because of that idea that safety and security is going to come from our job that initial getting that job is such a relief for people. It brings such comfort because it's like, Oh, I've got it here. I am, you know, and it's like, Oh, now I've got a paycheck coming in every two weeks. I've got health insurance, all of these different things. Remember I'm in the States where health yes. insurance has to be freaking worked for. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, it, um, you know, it's, it's, time and time again, just like how I was, it wears off. And after just a few weeks of people kind of getting over the, that initial, you know, having to learn all the ropes and learn new things to be in that job. Once all of that kind of starts to wear off, then their eyes get clear on what they're doing and they go, I am miserable. And I thought this was the thing that was supposed to bring me 
peace and contentment from safety and security. And that's what happened to me. And, you know, I just, I, I had always been somebody who was, you know, I, I'd have a goal and I would do all the steps that it took in order to attain that goal. And I would do so and then create the next one. And, you know, I was always so driven in that way. And for me to find myself in a, in a place where uh, I just, you know, when I went into agenting from dancing, it felt like the idea was suggested to me. I was still on a job as a dancer that I would have, that one day I would be a really, make a really great agent. And when I heard that, it was like lights were brighter, colors were brighter. I thought, that would be amazing. And it within two weeks, I found myself in that industry while I was finishing the job I was on uh, as a dancer. So for me to kind of follow this flow in a way that felt like the universe literally just rolled out the red carpet, for me to find myself in a position of suffering, because I, I, I literally, for the first time, I've never been a religious person, um, but I remember one of the few thoughts that I had ruminating in my mind was, did God forget to put a purpose in me? Because I couldn't believe that it felt like the universe had pulled the rug out from underneath me. Why did I make this transition away from my career that I had worked for my entire life? Because it felt so right to move into this new arena, and yet it's not right. It was so discombobulating for me and disorienting. And then, and then you know, life happens, and in hindsight, I wouldn't change a minute. Me neither. I wouldn't, you know, because I would not have been, I would not have gotten to the depths of my suffering to where then I'd have an insight that would bring me to this work, which makes me emotional anytime I talk about it because it's such a gift yeah. you know, to be able to have this key, as I'm sure you feel, where we get to see the health in people and have a roadmap if they choose to, if to they, they're interested, you yeah. know. How much of the, so I can see that you, we've kind of had the same insight where we, we, and, and those are the words I'm using, but I kind of saw where my training was literally in the way. <laughs> like everything I had ever learned about business was just in the way of me moving forward. Like I was like, oh, I'd like to go there. Oh yeah, but I took this class and this class said that you have to do this and this and this and this and that. But then, but then I can't go that way because I don't want to do this and this and this and this and that. That's, you know, so I would stop that one. And then I go, oh, let's go there. And I, oh yeah, but I can't do that because now I got this one and this one and this one. And like, I would always find there was always something that would get, you know, that would stop me from moving forward, from expanding, from growing. And like, I really saw how, but, but on the other hand, Jesse, what's really interesting to see also is that this thing that would stop me, that would like my training would stop me from moving forward. That also got me to where I am today. That's why I said I wouldn't change anything because if you ask, I was, I would be when I, when I started my business, I took everything I knew what to do and I slapped it on a business card. 
I love it. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but here's what I can do, you know? And even now, today, you know, it's, it's hard for me to explain to people what I do because what, what do you want? You want a newsletter? Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Wait, no, you want a website? Yeah, I can do that. You, you want social media? Yeah, yeah, I can do that. You want CRM automation? Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> but I'm not a specialist. You know, I'm not a, I don't know how to do it all. I understand it. And I can dibble dabble on pretty much everything, which, you know, makes my skills wide. Yes. Right? Yes. And, but that's because of that too. Yes. Because I would start, oh, let me learn how to do websites. I'm going to do websites now. And then I'd learn how to do websites. And then I'd go, oh, fuck me. I don't want to do websites. That's so, I'm not, okay. And then I'd push that aside. And then I'd be, oh, I'd love to do audio, audio editing. And then I'd start doing audio. Oh, that's so boring. Push that aside. Video editing. Push that aside. Newsletter. I, like, it was just crazy. I would just try a little bit of everything. Yes. I love it. I love it. And it's brought you to here being able to help in so many ways. Exactly. Exactly. And, and teach people how to do it too. Yes. Right. Yeah. So my question to you is because, because the thing that I had to get that in the past three years has brought me to where I am today is I'm going to say acceptance, accepting that that was okay. Like I had it like it was bad. Don't tell people you can do that. Like try to market, try to market this girl. Trust me, it wasn't yeah. easy. Yeah. You know, but it was even harder <laughs> with the don't say it. Don't tell people they're going to look at you weird. Yes, yes, yes. It's kind of like, so it, there was, there was, and, and honestly, I haven't even put the fingers on it, but the words to it yet, but there's, there's a loving Jasmine thing that showed up, mm -hmm. you know? Yes. That's wonderful. And in, and are you sharing that in that acceptance, you have found that now you can just show up with all of your potential and, and that's what invites all of these different folks that are looking for your skills in many in so many different ways. Well, you find people that love me. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, people love me. I start talking to people and they go, oh, okay, well, can we do it? And I'm just like, of course, let's go. You know? yes. <laughs> of course, let's go. And it took me a while to like, like you, you know, you said a little earlier in this conversation that, you know, you thought that, you being depressed was actually your your norm like your yeah. standard this i'm depressed this is who i am and then yeah. sometimes you'd be like doo -doo -doo -doo, and you'd be like okay that's not gonna last yeah. you know yeah. well i was the same but i had it with i'm nice and i'm not nice or i i use the word bitch all my listeners know i use the word bitch i was a bitch so i thought for sure you know because it would happen that i'd get angry or get pissed off or and then words mean words would come out of me 
And then I would qualify myself as a bitch. And then when that thought, now that I know that it's thought and it's just a result of whatever I was thinking, then I'd come back to normal, which is loving. Yes. Right? But I had it reversed. <laughs> I thought this loving girl was the inauthentic one. Yes. 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 Yeah. Mind-blowing when you when you wake up to it. Mind-blowing. And, and, and you know, one girl told me about, like, I got coaching on it. And she, and she kind of, she saw through it. I've been telling everybody that I was a bitch. But this one <laughs> said, what if it's the reverse? And I, like, <laughs> just, I laughed so hard. It was hilarious to me that... I kept hiding that I was a loving person thinking I was inauthentic and I was actually showing the inauthentic person very easily. Yes. <laughs> you know? yes, 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 yes. Yep. Unbelievable. And for me, you know, honestly, with being in an anxious body, whenever I share that with folks who've, who've, who've known me through all that time, you know, it's amazing. You know, it's like, it's, what we do to manage it, to put for my, in my experience, I was, I worked so hard at trying to mask the anxiety that I was in that I did feel calm about things that I didn't worry about things. I worked so hard at it. And, um, you know, so it's very surprising to people when they wake up to, to like, what was going on inside of you that whole time? I had no idea, but that happens. So how often does that happen in my, you know, the dance community and of the industry that I'm a part of, you know, we lost Twitch in December, who was a, who was a dancer and, and uh, performer and co-host of the Ellen DeGeneres show. Yeah. Well, when we lost him, it was a huge shock to the community because he never presented as somebody who was struggling inside. But as you and I know, from our own personal experience and from helping others, it is amazing what we are capable of doing at having this piece of ourselves that we really believe is a deficit or a default or some broken piece of us. And we work so hard at making sure nobody else can sense that or see it. And so, you know, I was absolutely devastated when we lost him because he was an incredible human, but at the same time, it didn't, it, not that I ever sensed something was wrong, but it didn't surprise me because I'm, you know, as you and I know, it's like when, when we haven't woken up to this understanding, people have whole worlds inside of them that they work so hard at masking. Yeah. I know that very real, truly because I experienced it myself of being a total nervous Nelly all the time and doing my best to really come across as put together, having it together and not fussing, you know? Yeah. yeah. How, how much like for me, cause I was anxious too. Um, uh, and I would, I would literally like, you know, I wasn't to the empowerment movement. You know, I'm going to be strong. I will be strong. No, I'm a strong person. You know, like I wasn't to that. Well, I mean, at one point you get tired <laughs> of being strong. So I would just, you know, 
close the blinds, turn off the phone and just like, I don't want to deal with any, just don't, don't deal with me. I don't want to deal with anybody. Don't talk to me. Don't call me. Don't email me. Just want to be left alone. And inevitably, I mean, sometimes it could last three weeks. I remember, I mean, I remember living in my house and just like sitting there watching TV and I just knew I was like, okay, I could like, I would watch TV and then I'd be like, okay, I think I'm just going to go to bed so that this can pass. Like I would literally go to bed because I knew I'm going to fall asleep and then it's going to pass. And eventually it would definitely pass, but it would always come back. Now I know that it's thought just dissipating because I'm not feeding it and I'm not doing, I'm not interacting with anybody that's, making well it's not really them that's making it grow but me interacting with them is making my inside grow now i like one of the things that has helped me and i don't know maybe you know since you do a lot of one-on-ones i do i do more business coaching maybe you you would know more about this but for me speaking it aloud to somebody I trusted that would not add their own thinking to whatever I had. Like I was literally, I would tell friends, I'm like, look, can I just talk? I need to get this shit out of me. Yeah. Can you not say anything? (laughs) Can you just receive it and not say anything? I'm sure some friends are going, oh yeah, I remember her telling me this. But saying it out loud would make me hear it, first of all. It would make me get it out of me. Yes. And then it didn't have as much power. Yes, yes. That's why journaling can help so many people. I'll I'll often Mm -hmm. have people kind of realize that I don't ever, you know, give tools or homework for people. But oftentimes people will, I will hear it that, um, that that has been, and I've experienced it myself too, where that same idea of when, when you journal and get all of your thoughts out, seeing it on the page makes you realize, Jesus Christ, there's a lot of story inside of me. That's not letting me be peaceful about my life, you know, and how that, that kind of brain dump can kind of help people in that same way. And then of course I kind of lead them back to in the same way that you had the realization around, um, you know, as you and I were talking earlier, I just realized we weren't recording at the time, yeah. you know, you were, as you were saying that you loved essential oils and the smell and you started yeah. to get onto it where you were like, why is it that a smell would relax me so much? And, and you just started to kind of see how you were allowing yourself to relax because you loved the smell It's that same kind of thing. People start to kind of put it together of, oh my God. Yeah, actually there are times when, when I do these certain things I have experienced, that that thinking falls to the wayside and I have a different experience of myself or of my life, or I feel more peaceful about things. And so, you know, and, in, in when I'm working with folks, like you said, like you said, I never, I don't ever add on because that would be yeah. ridiculous. That's not somebody else's wisdom. I just keep asking questions like, what do you make of that? What does that mean to you? Tell me, you know, so they can kind of start to see, Oh my God, how much work they're doing inside of themselves to keep up all of these kind of status quo beliefs about themselves and about them, their lives and how much work they're doing. And uh, anyway, all of that to say uh, that, yeah, people start to kind of 
realize like, oh, there's these different things that I've actually done naturally in my life that have always kind of helped my mind clear. And when my mind clears, I feel differently. And they start to connect that it's not the journaling. It's not the essential oil. It's not the outside in process. It's the fact that they have a different experience of themselves when everything shifts, when their state of mind settles. And so that is the core cool piece to see. Cause it's like, Oh my God, it's always available to me. I don't have to be searching for a pen and paper. I don't have to be, you know, I can be on vacation and have forgotten my essential oils and still have the same access to that, that feeling of, of ease inside. So it's, it's so, it's so cool to, yeah. to wake up to. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, it, it, it's what, what, like what shows up to me, I'm thinking, I'm wondering if people listening, anybody who's actually listening, who is hearing something, who is, is feeling something for them. And that, like, if you hear something that says, nah, but it doesn't work. Like, don't listen to that one. Listen to this one, you know, yeah. and, and just keep looking, keep looking in this direction and listen to other people, you know, because yeah. if you really look, you've seen this for yourself many a times. Like many a times, I, I remember, you know, how, uh, how it, uh, it um, connected with my dog, because I remember, because I'm a, an animal lover, right? And, and I just couldn't, and I don't even remember if I, I feel like I've said this before, but now I don't know if I've said it in a podcast episode or whatever. I'm repeating myself, sorry. Um, but they connected when I started seeing that my animals could do no wrong. Mm. Like I had a cat who could pee in my bed and I'd be pissed with him, but it was okay. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it'd be like, why is that okay? But my brother, you know, steals, yeah, whatever, my shoe or whatever yeah. does something. And then forever and ever, he's barred you know like what the fuck like yes. what what like that just rang bells and I was just like I don't understand why is it that I meet a person I'm like I don't know and I'm like super nice to them and then my father shows up and says hi how are you and I'm like what do you want what are you asking about like why why are you asking me this why did you say that and I'm just like not weird Yes. That's totally weird. Yes. Yes. It's so awesome. I love it. it it's so, cause I, uh, it just makes me think about how there of course are, you know, there are difficult people and are, you know, or we have a lot of difficult thinking around people, but we have people in our lives that are challenging. And, um, you know, in the last couple of weeks, I've had to interact with a couple of them <laughs> and in, in working up to, seeing them, I could see how much I was starting to put on it. Like I could see that I was starting because, and purely just by my like, Oh God, I don't have to deal. Oh God. I don't. And then that again, woke me up. Right. Because yeah. we're always waking up to worlds of thought we're living in. 
and me having this like, ugh feeling, I woke up to it and was like, what am I doing? Oh my God, I am really like getting myself worked up and ready for this, for this experience. And I am not setting myself up for a good time. I don't know how they're going to be. They might be in a completely different mood. They might be in a different feeling. And even if they're not, oh, well, like, why would I start myself up or, you know, set myself up for a bad time when I have no idea how the future is going to go? So it was so helpful because then you start to kind of help yourself and go, okay, wipe the slate clean, Jess, wipe the slate clean, Jess. That's what I just kind of keep saying to myself. And sure enough, you know, in both of those, uh, those experiences, I, you know, yes, they kind of had their little things that can make me, you know, drive me nuts a little bit, but because I had come to the, come to those, um, those meetings and, and, uh, to those times together with those people with a clean slate, it really helped me to enjoy some really sweet, moments in between, even seeing them, even seeing their little quirks that I kind of found adorable in the way that I would a stranger, just like you're saying, where I'm like, oh my God, look how cute you are. You know, and it's, you know, before with all of my head filled with ideas of how I thought that they were going to be, I wouldn't have been able to see any of that because I would have been so in my world of who they are and how they always are. And, and it wouldn't have let me be present, you know? So that's another, another little moment of really helpful helpful just help <laughs> and I, I I've noticed also like I, I'm, I'm thinking of my dad so my five years ago so my mom passed away five years ago and before this she was like there was at least two three years where I was I was her caregiver and she had dementia and mm-hmm. I was really upset with my father because my father was poor me my wife is sick and I was just like it just didn't make sense to me right I was just like your wife is sick can you just take care like forget about poor you and just think about her that was how I was thinking but it it, it, I didn't have any compassion for my dad and you know I was really you know the thinking that was it's kind of like all my energy was onto mom like mom didn't know wrong like she could pee poop on herself and it was all fine you know just like the dogs it was just like it was all good and when she passed away I was like not gonna see my father ever again I'm just gonna that's it I was talking to him because mom was there that's all you know and um that's not that's not what happened at all because I continued into this conversation and, and, you know, I deepened my grounding and I deepened my understanding how, of how this works. And when I, f- I could see that I was coming from where I was coming from, when my father would talk, I wouldn't see my, my father talk. I would, I would just react from where I was coming from. Yes. I, it wasn't, it wasn't even that it was my come from, Right. And when I first, and of course, I mean, he's used to reacting to my come from. So I'm constantly dealing with him coming from this space. So he's constantly defending himself. Yeah. Right. 
So Absolutely. it's totally normal. Like this, I mean, we're, it's, it, there's, there's normality in there. Like there's stuff just, that's just normal that happens. So once I gave it up, once I saw that I gave it up, I could see him coming, still coming normal. He was still come normal. And I'd be like, no, don't react to it. But the more, like, it kind of like broke the, broke the pattern. If I wasn't reacting, he couldn't, he couldn't give me what he was used to giving me because I'm not coming back and I'm not responding. So there was not that pull thing going on, right? Exactly. And now it's like, I talk to my dad on every single day. I call him in the morning when I wake up. He calls me in the morning when he wakes up. And uh, like, we have this thing going on and he says, okay, he calls me honey. Okay, bye honey, see you later. And we talk like two, three times a day. I don't see him every every day, but we talk every single day. My relationship is totally different with him. And I did the same thing with my my brother, my older brother, which, you know, at one point I saw, wait, he, I could see you did this when you were 15. <laughs> you know, so we're fifth in our 50s now. So like, it's kind of like, you know, when you were 15, you did this, <laughs> but I saw it, like it just showed up. When, when you were 16, this happened. I can't forgive you. Why the fuck not? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. It's amazing. And then it, because it changes, you know, as I share with people who are interested in coming to me with, you know, because their marriage is in a hard spot or, and they go, you know, my partner is not interested in getting help at all. Is this, is it going to help us if I'm the only one that does this, you know, this work and starts to look in this Mm. way? And I go, 100%. I do not sell guarantees you know, because you might look in this direction and realize that your wisdom, this for the last five years has been calling for you to move on from this marriage. And that's what you're going to wake up to. But if your heart and, and after, as you look in this direction, if you are still really called to stay two feet into this marriage, you will find that the, the dynamic changes and your partner does not have to also look in this direction. It just softens people around us when we are sturdy in ourselves and don't take everybody else's reactions and ways of being personally, when we allow people to just be themselves. And by the way, that also means that with my, when I am in peer presence and allowing others to be themselves, my God, it's a reflection of how much I'm allowing myself to be myself. And, you know, and I have never been so clear on, listening to those boundaries that that come up on a moment-to-moment basis that let us know when we're feeling into a room or a conversation or a relationship if if my wisdom if my instincts say i need some space from this person or somebody reaches out to say do you want to hang out and my instincts say it doesn't feel right you know i'll either book it for a later time or you know let's let's do it another time and not even give it a whatever that is I'm always listening to my deeper self. So I, you know, I, anytime folks go, well, does this mean you just live in a bunch of acceptance and let people walk all over you? It's the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. I have never felt so boundaried in my life while at the same time feeling so open and in relationship with a hell of a lot of people because I take care of myself first. And therefore I'm always pouring from a, from a full cup. Yeah. yeah, 
I don't get walked on. No way. I used to because I had a lot of anxiety and worry around how I was going to be perceived if I listened to, if I honored myself versus taking care of somebody else's needs or what I thought, what I perceived was their needs. And Mm -hmm. man, you know, so I walked all over myself a hell of a lot more in the past than I do now. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. It just feels so good to just be able to be ourselves. Yeah. And get to meet people that you've never met and have these fantastic conversations, really. Yes, me too. It's been so nice to meet you. Seriously. I, it's, uh, it is, it is, it's a gift because it's, we're just, we, we naturally talk soul to soul. Yeah. And I think that's also what people feel because that's what we're doing when we're speaking to others too, who don't have this understanding and they feel seen and feel belonging, which is what we all are craving in this world. Yeah. I don't, that's, that's, you know, I don't, there is nothing else that has any better kind of sales pitch. (laughs) Come to the other side where you (laughs) learn how to take care of yourself and feel a natural belonging to the world around you without having to do anything. What a gift. Yeah. If you, if you just hear something, I mean, you don't even have to be in this conversation, honestly. I mean, I, I keep coming into this conversation because I, I get deeper and deeper and deeper. But if you can only get that, you're fine. You're okay. You got this. Everything's okay. There's nothing wrong. There's it. Life is life. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you don't have to be scared of it. Yeah. Hmm. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Jesse. (laughs) (laughs) So so I have no idea at this point how long we've talked, but I think it's a good time to stop this uh, recording. (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much for having me on. You are a joy. Thank you. Thank you for accepting. And to To you guys who are listening, I'm going to say dream it, dare it, do it, live the life you want, and I'll see you next time. Bye.